Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing last week's spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo fellow adventurer Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Today's question is about anger and one that I think everybody can understand. And if you're watching this, I'm sure you're attuned to the fact that there's always a spiritual solution. So, how to cool explosive anger. Question. Mike, I am so meek, trying to be calm, grateful, zen, introspective, forgiving, but I just exploded with anger and did not know what to do about it. Sit and meditate. Anger is better than powerless. But what is your take on that? The person who triggered me was not there. I would not dare do it live. She would sue me again. <laughs> Should I let myself rage or go within? Well, a couple of things here. First, uh, anger or meditation in your situation, the answer is none of the above. And you clued in. One of the solutions, one of the steps is asking for some help because something's being missed. And this may sound provocative or difficult to hear, but whenever we feel anger, it's because we're misunderstanding something. Always. That doesn't mean the other person wasn't a jerk. That doesn't mean something hideous didn't happen. I'm not saying it's okay, the situation that brought about anger. But if there's anger, you're missing something. Now, that's the deepest, most profound spiritual take on any kind of circumstance happening in life. It's all perfect. It's all good. Yes, people do evil, crappy, shitty things. Never said that word before in 200 tune-ups, excuse moi. Yes, people do it, and it's not okay that they do it. But there's always another way to handle it through changing perspective. And I'm not just saying jump to that perspective. I've got some steps for you. There's another way to see things so that you can dissipate that anger. Because you made a statement here, and bless you because you asked the question. <clears throat> I salute you. Anger is better than being powerless. Both are losing situations. Both can lead you to a place of power, but power is not synonymous with anger by any stretch of the imagination. Anger is a, a red flag that you need to do something about the situation. Powerlessness, feeling powerless, is also a red flag. Neither one of them is a solution. Both can lead to a solution. Yes, you can harness your anger, but to me, it's better not to go there to begin with. So let's look at a couple of things here uh, about expression because that's really what's going on. 
You've got to honor who you are. You've got to be expressive. Why, and this is maybe a side issue to what is being missed, why are you not being heard? Why are you not speaking out? Why are you not sharing your feelings? Don't think you got to be right or keep it within, okay? Expression is not about being right. Expression is about revealing where you are in the equation and letting off some steam so there can be a discussion, so there can be a meeting of the minds and ultimately a rectification, a balancing act, and ultimately a discovery of what it is you may have been missing triggered by the awful behavior of somebody else. Again, I'm not condoning other people's behavior. I'm just saying you don't have to deal with it through anger. You can file a lawsuit. You can call the police. You can... You can do all kinds of things while also introspecting so that you don't create a situation where you're back at square one. So number one, express yourself because that's why you've had this buildup, obviously. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a recovering CPA chartered accountant. Um, But when you bottle it up, bottle it up, bottle it up, deny yourself, deny yourself, you're going to blow your lid eventually, either in public or in private, you're going to lose control. And this is what your great question is all about, gaining control. Of course, there's a place for meditation too, but that's not uh, the most immediate thing to do right now. Um, Like I said, expression is not about being right. It's about being real. Okay. You don't have to get everything right. We didn't come here to get everything right. We came here for the journey and for self-discovery and expression is a part of that process. Um, Expression is not synonymous with anger either. Okay. So don't think, well, if I'm going to have to express, I'm just going to blow my lid. No, that was because you suppressed before expression could be, I have a question. Expression could be, haven't you thought of this? Expression can be, that doesn't feel right to me. Expression can be, help me see it your way. Expression is an endless dialogue that leads both parties and you're responsible for yourself alone to a balancing act, to truth, to that thing that you were missing. Okay, so very simple. Express. uh, Anger can be helpful, but it's a red flag on the play that something's being missed. One of my favorite notes from the universe was something to the degree of, you know, anger, frustration, impatience, um, These are all gifts because how else would you know that you are missing something? Because when you really get that you are a divine being, a creator of all that you experience, either intentionally or accidentally, when you get that this is all playing out in the heart and the palm of God, when you get that everyone is growing and learning, when you get that this is not reality, it's a place where we learn about reality. That's the jungles of time and space. Um, then suddenly nothing is able to trigger you into a point of rage in part because when you had earlier misunderstandings or questions you expressed. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for another spiritual tune-up. Here I try to bring lofty, spiritual, metaphysical ideas down to earth to give you immediate traction for living the life of your dreams. This is what you were born for with default settings through the roof to thrive. Your whole life is proof. Today's question on the heels of yesterday's, which was about anger. Um, 
Mike, I get angry when I feel powerless. How can I take back my power? I've got two steps for you. Really, really simple. Maybe it'll be the shortest tune-ups ever. First, you got to realize you can't give away your power. You are of God, by God, pure God. You could not possibly be more powerful than you are this very moment as you hear these words. You've been given, you've created the sun, the moon, and the stars. You right now have given yourself permission for a life on earth. Anything you want once here is just frosting on the cake. You want a new car? You want a best friend? You want to laugh? You want to get psychic? You want to heal? It's frosting on the cake compared to that you're here right now. You did not give your power away. You are not powerless. You could not be more powerful yet. Second point I want to make is that sometimes we can get embroiled in someone else's circumstances. We can get attached. We can begin clinging. We can try forcing the circumstances of our lives, particularly when they involve other people, in ways that they cannot be forced. Very similar to what I teach about manifesting and the Bermuda Triangle thereof. Don't get into the Bermuda Triangle with dreams that depend on someone else's whims or fancies or a certain specific behavior. Instead of feeling powerless, now you can feel powerless, that doesn't mean you are. Instead of feeling powerless, which always comes from you trying to change circumstances or trying to cling to the way things were, create anew. Start all over. You know, uh, a mason pours cement. Cement hardens into concrete. Masons are not very good at forming and shaping concrete. The die has been cast. It's a done deal. You got to live with that. Okay. But what you can do is start fresh, create a new mold, a new end result, new desires for what's going to make your heart sing. Yes, you might have to let go of some of those old ideas you had. You might have to let somebody slip through your fingers. They're not cooperating anyway. You're going to have to stop trying to change the circumstances you don't like because you can't change what's already happened, nor can you change what's going on right now. But you can always leap from it and move forward. And suddenly you're soaring. You are unfettered by constraints of time, space, or other people. Suddenly life is on your terms because you had the audacity, the bravery, the courage, the wisdom to create anew. You can create a new shape. You can pour some new concrete. Yes, maybe you need to pound the streets. Maybe you need to roll up your sleeves. Maybe you need to start that book. Maybe you need to let go of that relationship. But therein you will find your power. It's so simple, isn't it? Stop trying to make other people see it your way, do it your way, fall in love with you, march to the beat of your drummer. It'll never work. Instead, let it go. Let them go. Find your power in the moment without the constraints 
of would have, could have, should have, why not, how come, woe is me, and you will be good to go. I told you that would be easy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up where I answer your questions. Today's question is near to my heart. Hey, I'm a fellow adventurer just like you. I'm learning just like you. I got to apply this stuff just like you. Um, I have a, I have a daughter. Um, I'm a late blooming first time dad. She's, you know, very young, you know, six years old. And uh, I see this question already uh, entering into our framework. Mike, how do you get your children to believe in infinite abundance, but still give them economic boundaries, right? I mean, we got to teach that to ourselves. The sky's the limit, but one day at a time, one manifestation at a time. We don't want to limit ourselves or our kids. So what gives? I've got two pre-answers and then the Mac Daddy, okay? So the the first pre-answer is, please, I'm sure you know this, but life is about so much more than living deliberately and creating consciously. I mean, living deliberately, creating consciously, being a, a streaming manifester, that's my bliss. That's what I think about. That's what I talk about. That's what I practice. But I'm aware, and all should be, that balance is integral. We're here to explore, to discover, to learn, to grow, patience, empathy, compassion, joy, desires, all of that is the juice of life. Living deliberately, um, when you know what we know, why wouldn't you, okay? Thoughts become things, visualize a little bit every day, um, but, but don't become so obsessed, nor let your kids be so obsessed that they think, you know, joy always lies around the corner for the next manifestation. We don't want to kind of over-identify with um, our desires that are so far unfulfilled and unmanifested. Because you can, you know this, you can get on that wheel where all you notice is what isn't happening and all you're aware of is what you don't have. And that is not a recipe for joy. You're already amazing. Uh, you already are a manifesting black belt PhD. Um, Manifesting actually happens effortlessly. You don't have to be goal-oriented, although there's a lot to be said. I always say, you know, um, case by case, whether or not to have goals. There's something to be said for just allowing life to happen. As Michael Singer says, you know, it's pretty smart. The universe is pretty intelligent. You know, all the trees and the plants, the world over, get water on a regular basis. They don't need you to kind of start micromanaging. But if you have a priority and you want that, that more confidence, you want to write that book, you want a new car, you want a second home, you want the bling, you, there's all, it's all spiritual. You can have it. Learn to go there. Teach your kids to go there. But let them know that there's just so much more to enjoy in every any given moment than, you know, bringing into your life what is not there yet, okay? That's number one of my pre-answers. Number two, um, rarely are manifestations spontaneous. So there's a lesson to learn here as well for me teaching my daughter, for you teaching 
your kids and yourself. That's like, look, patience is a virtue. It, it sucks, but patience is a virtue. And learning it, my gosh, suddenly, if you can be happy while you wait, happy without the manifestation, the manifestation comes faster. So teach this to your kids. Love who you already are. Play with the toys you've already got. Enjoy you know, every moment of this blessing called life. And yeah, have those things that you want. Know that they're coming. Take the baby steps. But hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. And, uh, you know, it's going to come tomorrow. It's going to come six months from now. It's going to come when you're 16 or 26. It's going to come. So make it clear. Have the vision board, affirmations, uh, thoughts become things. But like I said in the first point, there's so much more to life. And in the second point, just chill, okay? It's all right. It's coming. Be happy knowing that it's coming. Okay, those are my two pre-answers. Now, the Mac Daddy. You want and need to teach your kids that they are divine gladiators of love and joy. For whom, literally, the sun rises each day. We are not afterthoughts. We are the first thought. We are the prime mover. We are the reason for this bastion, this, oa this bastion of perfection, this oasis floating through the cosmos. You know, we and our higher selves, aka God, there's no separation. There's no division. There's only God. And if there's something you want, you can have it. If there's something you don't like, you can change it. Your thoughts become things. You were born for greatness. You are pushed on with positive thoughts that are 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. You are this dynamo of energy, pure potentiality. You can have that which you want when you have the balance, when you have the patience, when you can enjoy who you already are, where you're already at, which is not settling for less. Okay, let them follow their heart. Encourage them. Don't tell them it's selfish. Don't tell them to put the needs of other people before their own. That's a bunch of old school stuff that just threw our power out the window. You're not helping anybody if you're not following your heart. You're not helping anybody if you're not taking care of business at home, as my mom used to say. And the more you take care of business at home, the more your light will shine on the darkened paths of others, the more you will be this spark and this, this um, example to kids, to friends, to families, and even to yourself. Because this, this gets your confidence going. This upward spiral takes off. Life is so beautiful. It is so precious. We are so powerful. Don't hold back. Teach that to your kids. Tell them that you're learning it as well. Tell them to help you be mindful of what you're thinking, what you're speaking, how you're behaving. Go in it together with them, with balance, so that they don't think everything, their whole life's happiness depends on manifesting the next, you know, dump truck or hula hoop or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and get it all together like that. Okay, so celebrate life with them. Have fun with them. We're all learning this together. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, happy Thursday. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Uh, and uh, today's question um, stems from, okay, here's the question. Mike, I'm trying to stay connected to spirit through thought, feeling, and emotion as a state of being, not just through a dedicated occasional practice like meditation, which is still great, but I'm not consistent with it. 
what is the difference between feelings and emotions and how do you suggest I can be in a state of connection with spirit and still function effectively in my daily life? Okay, that's a lot of a lot of question, but reading all of it puts it into context. So first thing I want to share with you, the difference between feeling and emotion. I'm sure I could give that some thought and parse it out and deliver a five minute answer. But immediately, my inner sense is telling me this equation is already becoming more complicated than it needs to be. Emotion, feeling, eh, just look, don't, don't even go there, okay? You're, you're trying to make this a logical sequence of events with thought, emotion, feeling, too, too, too complicated. I've got three steps for you that will bypass that question entirely. To feel a state of spirituality, of bliss, of ecstasy in every moment of the day. Now, I'm not saying this is always easy, but it's probably easier than trying to figure out the difference between feeling and emotion and then using those definitions to your advantage. Every moment of every day, step one, to the degree you can, remind yourself you're in the presence of God. Now, I know God's a loaded word. Get over it. Everyone has a different meaning for it. The universe, source, all that is, divine intelligence. But when I say God, you know, I got your attention. So, you know, filter that out. I'm not talking about a religious God. But behold God everywhere, always at once, out the window, down the hall, the paint on the wall, um, the shoes on your feet, the breath that you breathe, uh, the eyes that you gaze into. Mine right now, behold God. And to the person across the hall or in the office you share or uh, the clerk, at the cashier, the barista, behold God. Remind yourself that this is all illusions of the grandest, most sacred spiritual kind beyond the comprehension of a logical mind other than to recognize that this is just impossible. To be alive at all, to have thoughts that you process, desires, fears, strengths, loves, hates, all of that. It's like, wow, what a juicy concoction. The adventure of life, it's all happening inside the heart of God. Always, always come back to that. Stop eating of the forbidden fruit, um, believing that the illusions were there first, that they need to be contended with, that if you don't like circumstances, you need to change those circumstances and change those people and find more besties and get rid of the knuckleheads. You don't need to micromanage. You don't need to do anything. That doesn't mean don't have preferences. That doesn't mean don't follow your heart, but do it with a divine sense of nonchalance. I got that word from Seth, the Jane Roberts material. Divine sense of nonchalance. Just like water off the duck of water off the back of a duck. Just, oh, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Oh my God, it's so perfect. Oh, that hurts. I don't really know why, but it's gonna add to who I am. Which leads me to step two. Get that there's order, purpose, meaning, healing, love, and progress in all that occurs in this sacred bastion of perfection called planet Earth. 
It doesn't mean you have to like it. Not all of it. Some of it's going to be icky and yucky and, you know, change the picture in your mind when you encounter stuff that you don't like. It's your responsibility to change it. You're not supposed to learn to love the yuck. You're supposed to change it, but you do so with a divine sense of nonchalance. You know, you know that yuck has meaning. You know that you're having uh, some buttons pushed. You go within and you contemplate. How else could I see this? How could I avoid that in the future? What's going on here in the heart of God? Don't think anything is by chance. Constantly remind yourself that not only is every vibrating cell, and all cells vibrate, throughout the cosmos, pure God, but that there's order in everything that happens. And it's don't make it hard work, but it's your job, if you will, to get that there's order. Might not always be able to understand it, but at least realize, okay, this is happening for a reason. I can change what I don't like. Everything is adding to who I am. Everything is making me more. This place that I now experience my life was ordained from the zenith of my spiritual brilliance in the mind of God. And from there, I knew what I was doing when I said, yo, me, planet Earth, here and now. You did. You knew. You were right. Objectives are being met. It's all working out fantastically. Change what you don't like with a divine sense of nonchalance. But step one, it's all God. Step two, there's only order, love, perfection, and healing. Just remind yourself of this at all times. This is how you have a spiritual state of grace 24-7. And it's easy to do this in concert with your normal life. Yes, they're a bit at odds. Your ego and your logical brain are trying to pull you in different directions. You're bigger than that. You can see that game. You know what's going on. That's okay. I see you want me to go put out that fire. Maybe I will put out that fire. But I'm going to first remind myself that this is all happening inside the heart of God Almighty. Okay? And number three, whether you're sitting in lotus-style conventional meditation in your nap clothes, those are the buzzwords these days, right? The nap dress. Oh, my God. Um, whether you're... Whether you're doing traditional meditation or yoga or trying to incorporate spirituality 24-7 on the fly, the thing that will make all the difference in your connection and the success you're after, whether it is quieting your mind, experiencing no thoughts, um, or whether it is wanting to channel, or to tap into creativity to write your book, or maybe you wanna go soaring through the cosmos in and out of stars and galaxies, that's always fun, just like a creative visualization meditation, or you're walking through nature and there you want to find the answer to the question that's been taunting you, here it is in one word, intention, have intention. Bring intention into your day when you get out of bed, into each time you sit lotus style, into every breath you take, into every single conversation. What's your intention? To love it all? To be there fully? To experience altered states? To see what you've never seen before? To kind of look at life from the inside out instead of the outside in? I spoke of this recently where suddenly you realize there's just you and more you everywhere. Is that your intention? Put your finger on it. 
Feel it, speak it, think it. That's your intention. Go there with intention. I would like to suggest, although it's all good, never again sit down lotus style and do a meditation and just count numbers or watch your breath. Never do that again. Preface it with intention. Then count numbers, count your breath, count sheep, do whatever you do. Okay, bring intention all the time. Today, I want to be more lighthearted. Today, I don't want to feel any stress. Today, I want to connect with my departed mom. Today, and I'm not, don't attach, don't overdo it, don't make it a job, don't be the micromanager that you have to always, there is a time and a place for just like surrender, just Surprise me, God. Surprise me, higher self. Surprise me, source. But, but intention is so magical and will take you so far beyond where you can even imagine going. Um, and bring that into your every waking moment. And when you forget for a day or a week or the next three and a half months, you just completely forget everything I just said, it's okay divine nonchalance it's working to your greater good you needed that time off just get back in the saddle when you're ready jumbo fellow adventurers your question today how to lovingly slay vampires energy vampires <laughs> question mike how do we balance seeing the god in everyone helping others, being giving, generous with our time and love, etc., while not allowing ourselves to be taken advantage of. Can you relate to that? I think we all can to a little degree. Um, here's the thing. Don't be led by other people's needs. Now that might sound a little cold, but Wait to see where this is going, okay? Because there's kind of a twist in the plot, as is so often the case with metaphysical teaching. Teachings, don't be led by other people's needs. Don't put the needs of other people before your own, as has been said in many a religion like the one I was uh, raised in. Instead, as my mother would often say, charity begins at home. And that means your own love, your own happiness, your own peace of mind. You're not going to do much good in the world if you're putting the needs of others before your own. You're going to drown. You're going to disappear. You're going to revolt. You're going to blow up with anger like we talked about earlier in the week. So here's what you do. It might sound incredibly selfish because it is. And there's nothing wrong with being selfish unless you think your gains must come at the expense of others. That's old school view of selfishness. No, selfishness is taking care of business at home. And what I have seen in the world and found to be true in my life, and I've been down at the bottom of the barrel, and I've been soaring with the eagles. Um, what I have found is that by putting my needs, my desires ahead of everyone else's while in balance with everyone else. And I've got a little footnote to share with you in just a moment. Ultimately, as your life takes off in this upward spiral, your desires and even your needs change. And actually, you are most satisfied by helping other 
people. But here even, you are led by your own joy. It's what you most want to do because you've taken care of yourself. You've done the best you could back at home with family and friends. And now you're just bursting. You got the, you got the confidence. You've got income. You've got the health. You've got every cylinder firing. The thing you most want when you get to that place, and oh, you will so get there if you're not already there. The thing you will most want is to help other people get there too. Not just for them, but because it's so much fun to help other people get there. To plant seeds of hope and infinite possibilities in the hearts, minds, and souls of other people. I'm a, a tree aficionado. I have planted maybe at least 500, if not 1,000 trees in common areas, public areas, and in my own little tiny yards. And there is nothing cooler than going back. Now at my age, I can do this 20, 30 years later and seeing that beautiful tree that every passerby has to acknowledge and knowing that you put the seed there. I don't need anybody to say thank you. I'm just like, oh my God, I got to do that? I got to make such a difference? Let me go look at that tree. Let me give it a hug. Let me look up in its branches. Let me see how many birds are nesting there. Oh my God. And if you can do that with people and you can plant seeds of hope, love, infinite possibilities in their heart, when they were lost and confused, whether or not they thank you, whether or not they even know you did it, when you see them thriving one day, you're just like, oh my God, let me have another chance. Let me do some more. This is the best it could be. Now, you don't just get there by ignoring yourself. That's like, you will help no one, okay? This is not a recipe for joy and laughter and happiness. Now, if you're totally lost in life, Okay, hopefully you're not totally lost in life. You could begin by helping others. But don't do it as a martyr. Okay, you could do it as, you know, this, this is how I'm being divinely inspired to act. This is because I don't know what the hell to do with my own life. Let me just go out there and be a good Samaritan, be an anonymous giver, be a, a known giver. You, there's no, you don't have to be secret about it. Um, if you can be led that way by seeing it as service to yourself, I call this, I call this selfish service, okay? I used to run the other way when people said, you should be of service. When are you giving back? Be of service. That to me meant be selfless because of the conditioning in the cult I was raised in under the name of, well, we won't go there. Uh, it was just a very mainstream religion. You know, that being of service meant Put the needs of others before your own because you don't count. You, you count. You count so big. You count so much. But what I have found, even though I would run the other way when somebody said be of service, is that by following my heart, my bliss, my needs, my lusts, my passions, my desire ultimately became to serve. Not selflessly but selfishly, or now I call it self-fully. I got I to gotta perfect that one. But okay, so how do you avoid or slay energy vampires? You don't go out there engaging with people who are needy, needy, needy with some idea that you're going to save their soul, even though your life is, you know, 
cascading down all around you, you don't engage. Stop thinking you got to go save the world. Stop trying to be a martyr. Stop putting the needs of other people before your own. Do it in your own pace, at your own time, when you're dang ready. And not a moment or a lifetime early. There's nothing unspiritual about you taking care of yourself. Okay? And it's said this way because this is how you will save the world. You will shine your light. You will be that window, those eyes through which God can peer finally at a landscape that was heretofore unknown. You will feel things with your heart that God has never felt. You've got to be you, and then you're going to help save the world. So that's how you do it. You, you don't tangle or dance with an energy vampire. Of course, they're just needy people. They're not really vampires. Um, they're doing the best they can with what they got from where they are, and they just see you as one dang beautiful piece of work. And they just want a little inspiration. And if you can give it, you can give it, but it's got to be good for you. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!